Hello and welcome to the DJ Force 10 In Conversation podcast episode 211 and my very special guest on today's show is Jeff from the legendary band Will Haven. They are one of my all-time favorite bands discovered them many years ago um we go into that in the podcast i do my whole discovery thing and i've actually interviewed jeff before many many years ago uh for my uh fanzine when i was younger um did an email um interview that he was kind enough to answer the questions and everything which is really cool and it's kind of a full circle thing on that front um but apart from that, I'm going to be taking a break for a few weeks just to sort of give you a heads up on that front. So there's not going to be any uh, releases probably for the next three to four weeks or so. Got a lot going on outside of all this and I need to sort of let a few things rest for a bit. But I will be back. Don't worry. I am lining up interviews as we as I speak even. Um, I put out a few requests for a few people. So uh, I will be back. But I just needed to drop something for a little while and this is going to be the one thing that is going to kind of just go by the wayside for a little bit. But, you know, sometimes it's nice to take a break and uh you know come back to something a bit fresh on that front and um speaking of that i've I've got the video component to this podcast as well it is up on my youtube channel as is the last sort of couple of months worth actually all my podcasts are up there but all the video ones from this year are up there as well so please go back if you wanted to see my face for whatever reason um but anyone else's or if you want to re um listen to any of the interviews go to my youtube channel uh tap subscribe as well that would be helpful um and yeah let me know you what share it and stuff like that all that kind of good stuff um but apart from that uh be well for the next couple of weeks like i said i'm not going to be in your ears um for that next sort of month or so but yeah be well um stay safe and um hopefully the other side of this actually no i'm not going to jinx that i'm not even going to say it but enjoy this podcast this is jeff from will haven enjoy gives me great pleasure to um welcome jeff from will haven to the podcast this week welcome jeff hey, thanks man thanks for having me <laughs> no absolutely my pleasure um this is like i'm gonna give you my little bit of history of me and will haven for a little bit all if that's right. all right um just to sort of set the tone of this interview <laughs> on this front um but many many years ago not to make you feel old i um i was i bought tickets to a deftone show in london um and you guys were announced as the support for that particular tour and thing so uh me being young and influential and influenced easily <laughs> um i went into uh an hmv record store and uh, and they had the el diablo ep in there um uh, picked it up and absolutely rinsed that thing dry um that cd i had to buy that cd a few times um <laughs> um but yeah like going to that like listening to that cd i just like I, I was really into your sound and then seeing you guys live um was just amazing and it continued from there um obviously at that show as well i met uh grady uh at the bar at the back of the venue in the astoria uh, he happily, he happily signed my el diablo cd which i still have today um and I bought a t-shirt that didn't fit me. So, you know, you made some money on that. <laughs> um, but, um, no, from there, I saw you guys come back with the uh, WHVN tour as well. Um, Carpe DM, all that kind of stuff. So I've followed you guys for absolutely, well, it's over 20 years. Um, awesome. Um, and also, like, you probably won't remember this at all because it's back when the internet was very in its infantile times. Um, but you, you actually did a... Um, uh, an interview for me as in like a, I sent you questions you answered them and I published them on my fanzine um, okay uh, probably again around that 2000 probably just before in 1999 sort of time um, so yeah this is the second time I've actually had you technically for an interview which is great awesome yeah thanks thanks for having me back it's awesome yeah. no I mean I, I, it was just one of those things like when I was a kid I ran a fanzine um, and yeah i just reached out and you guys said yes and i was like awesome oh, yeah. so i just fired yeah. questions and answered them yeah for interviews yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no i just that's the sort of history of me and your band and and that's why it's such a great pleasure to have you on the show because um your music has played a lot of like integral part of my life i've i've even covered one of your songs in a band i was in 
um i was on vocals probably didn't do half the job grady could do um <laughs> but we you know we did that and 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 i often spin um a few of your sort of like classic tracks at the clubs that i dj and stuff when we were sort of open and things like that um so yeah no i just uh, yeah i mean that's a bit of a long intro but um yeah thank you for that initially <laughs> oh, no, thank, thank you man that, that's i love like doing interviews with people that have history with the band yeah you know because a lot of time you do interviews and they don't know you know much about the band it's going to ask them just general questions but then you know there's been times where like you get interviews with people like watch this on the deftones tour or, like saw us like back in the day and like there's still true fans like that's awesome that's i love doing interviews like that if people know the band have experienced the band and yeah kind of know our little bit of a history it's kind of cool no i mean that's that's, that's the thing i mean, it's it, like that's why i love doing this now like interviewing like guys like yourself like of bands that played kind of integral roles in my sort of like musical maturity if you will um sort of as i came out of my sort of teenage years in those late 90s um and then into my early 20s and stuff where i was just going out to gigs i was in a band as well so it was just kind of like you know the whole thing i was experiencing and, yeah. and just having you guys as part of, yeah yeah just having good, you guys best, best times man yep definitely and having you guys part of the soundtrack awesome um, <laughs> um but go, i mean going on from there i mean we'll bring it up to sort of what you're up to today at some point but um no i just i just like i know you guys were due to play uh download uh last year uh twice actually yeah um and uh, yeah and again this, um and obviously by times that was like kind of like put to the put to the uh the sword if you will um but what what were you guys sort of planning because i know you kind of had you were asking people i know you were looking out for people just to send like noises and stuff in a certain key yeah um it's you know with, with like obviously i guess with a new album on the way potentially right um was that the Correct. general plan that obviously you know obviously you guys were going to come over here and do your do your thing with download and probably a few other things as well but what was the sort of is that plan still kind of like album wise is that still going ahead um yeah i mean we we are the record's almost done. Um, we started, we actually had a bunch of stuff written. And then, um, but with the first, we were supposed to be downloaded in 2020. Yeah. Or 2019, 20, 2020, whatever. And then, um, so we were actually not started recording yet. So we were kind of scrambling, trying to figure out, are we going to put a record out? Are we going to put an EP out? Or the time was just kind of coming up too fast, but uh, we were still planning on doing download and whatever. And then cars COVID hit. And then, like, download said, okay, we'll put you on the 2021 festival. And I was like, okay, that'll give us time to, like, you know, record and, and do stuff. So uh, we started recording. We just went in and started recording the record. And then um, and then uh, the new one came out. Or no, and then so we got, you know, added to that list. And then that one got canceled. Yeah. <laughs> and so when the 2022 list came out, we weren't on it. And I think, I don't know if they just kind of just gave up on us or whatever or we didn't try hard enough, but, um, so now we're just kind of stalemate to where we're, the record's still not done yet. We're still vocals still need to be finished and then yeah. some mastering and stuff, but, um, we're still putting out the record and we'll still kind of, we're just playing it by ear, see what happens. Yeah. You know, you know, I'm not sure how travel is going to work anyways, anytime soon anyway. So yeah. the longer we wait, the better, just let stuff just kind of normalize out. But, um, kind of bummed we didn't get asked to do download again because I mean that was the one festival I've always wanted to do. Yeah, you know, and we've been around, we've been around in England forever, so I thought eventually it would come our way. But finally, when it did, you know, uh, <laughs> twice we didn't get to do it. And I'm like, oh man, just, it's such a bummer. <laughs> so maybe down the road, maybe not next year, but the year after, some we can hop on yeah. there. But what's which kind of sucked too because the last two we were going to do, we were going to play the same day as Deftones. Oh. So it would have been a cool, like, you know, reunion of yeah. like us going back over there with them and, and having that again. So, um, that would have been cool, but yeah, fortunately it didn't happen. Yeah. I mean, how, how did like, uh, obviously apart from the sort of download cancellation and stuff, how did the sort of like COVID, um, situation hit you, especially over in, uh, wherever you, you're in California, right? Um, Correct, yeah. obviously I, I sort of, I get bits and bobs over from the States news wise. I've got friends who live over there. I used to live over on the um east coast um for a while as well and i just sort of like you know how how was how has this time been for you like generally i mean away from the sort of band as well obviously that's halted progress with the album and various live shows but you know what about sort of life around you and stuff uh it was it was weird i mean 2019 was probably our, a really fun year for us as far as like touring like we toured 
all over, you know, all over U.S. and then uh, Europe and stuff. And we actually, the last show we played was Download in Madrid, Spain. That was the last show we played. And then we came home and we started like just kind of taking some time off. And, and then I started kind of writing some stuff at home. And then all of a sudden COVID hit. And, uh, and, but we had actually had already planned for Download uh, UK. But then, you know, and we thought actually it was still might happen at the beginning. And then they said, you know, then eventually came down the pipe that yeah. we weren't, it wasn't going to happen. So that's when everything started getting kind of weird and shutting down. And, and, and initially it was, you know, our governor just kept saying, oh, it's going to be two weeks and bend the curve, bend the curve. And I'm like, okay, we'll just, you know, hang out, stay at home. It's all good. You know, no worries. And then it just kept dragging on and getting yes. longer and longer. And so for me, like I just sat at home and I just kind of was finishing up writing the new record, which was nice. That gave me some time to do that. And then uh, just was kind of hanging out. And then uh, I just told the guys, like, hey, let's just record this record because we're obviously not going to play any shows. You know, we're not going to do anything. So let's just go in re- and do this, go in the studio and do it. You know, like, why not? And so we just went to the studio and we kind of went in from, took time, like we'd been there for like, a, you know, a week and then take a month off, go back in for another week, do some more stuff. So I'd, I'd go take it home and work on stuff. And so it was actually, it was actually really nice and kind of yeah. fun and um, there was no pressure and maybe we had no timeline. So, um, it was, it was actually not bad, you know, I mean, besides all the politics and the craziness in the world and yeah. all that stuff, but, um, <laughs> outside of that, it didn't bother me too much. No, cause I don't really go out that much. Anyway, so. Yeah. Um, so I just, I mean, I just bought, I just bought my new house like a year ago. So it was like enjoying my new house and hanging out. And yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was actually not bad, you know. Now I'm now I'm over it. Now I'm ready to like get back out and start doing stuff. But um, at the time, it was just it was weird for sure, yeah. you know. But my life didn't change uh, tremendously, you know. Besides yeah. the download getting canceled twice yeah. was kind of like the biggest bummer. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean that's I mean that's it's good. I mean I, I'm not one that goes out very much anymore anyway. But yeah, spending a lot of time yeah. in the house and stuff. It was uh, same sort of thing here. It was supposed to be like two weeks, three weeks, and then it turned into months, and then it's been like. Yeah. Oh yeah, year and a half. And, yeah, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, I am ready to get back at things and stuff, and and they're now running pilots for um like various festivals and stuff like that at the moment here. I saw that. Yeah, I saw out. the downloads doing one uh, come this weekend or next weekend or something. Uh, like that. Yeah, something like that. It's uh, I think it's yeah. yeah, sort of yeah, middle of June. I think they're doing and um yeah. They just announced the lineup today for that, and it's obviously all British bands, but um, yeah, yeah. and uh, Bloodstock as well. They look like they're going ahead, um, sort of full throttle with everything, and they've got just a massive bill of, of mainly British bands. Um, any of the US contingent that were on there have unfortunately cancelled, and a couple yeah. of the European ones as well. But it's it's you know it's hopeful. You know we're hoping to sort of see that live scene come back because it's sort of it's hindered a lot of the industry and whatnot. Um, I personally actually kind of like that the the downloads doing that with all British bands because if you look at download it was pretty much all American bands yeah. <laughs> and I was like this kind of is a cool opportunity for bands over there to like play that festival or do something like that on that yeah. side which is kind of cool. No, I was kind of digging that they did that. Yeah. No, it's, it's going to be it's, it should be good. It's a solid lineup of of the sort of like some of the top bands we've got in this country. Um, yeah, are the sort yeah. of classic ones. These are like the newer kind of newer gen i guess yeah um, they're not, that's awesome yeah it is that's it's cool. great it's great and uh, i was just going over the lineup just before this started actually and and sort of not, i wouldn't mind going but i'm not one for camping so yeah you have to stay on site for the whole thing for for it to work so um, uh, yeah they're sort of like you're sort of like kept in that that festival for the whole weekend there's no like getting a hotel or anything like that or a camper van or whatever it's just Huh. But you know that's part of the it's part of the pilot scheme that the government are kind of running with them. So you know we'll see how it goes. Man, as long as there's live music and can hang out, man, it's all about yeah, it. Exactly, exactly. I'm waiting for the nightclubs <laughs> to reopen. That's where I'm back. That's where I go back yeah. to. Um, yeah. But no, with them uh, back to sort of like um, uh, let's go back. I want to talk about one of my favorite albums of yours. If that's all right. Sure. Um, yeah. I, I mean the EP El Diablo absolutely blew me away. It's the first thing I heard. I absolutely love it. Um, but my my favorite album of yours is WHVN, um, mm-hmm. and not to sort of like discount any of the others. I love Muerte. I love um, uh, the is it Hierophant? Um, the Hierophant. Yeah, Hierophant. Sorry, for your dear, and oh god, what's the other one? Uh, Carpe Diem. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're all fantastic. But WHVN was one of those ones that kind of hit me at a pivotal moment, and um, 
yeah i just want if you obviously don't mind reminiscing about that sort of time yeah, of the band because it was kind yeah, of like yeah. you know it was like that point where a lot of people were discovering you especially over here in europe um and what was it like for you guys sort of going into sort of making that particular album because it's got a great sort of like feel to it with you know you made it kind of like that radio feel you know like WNBC radio, whatever it was, yeah. WNBN. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> but what, what was that? Yeah, what was the time like for you around then? Uh, it was cool, man. I was. Uh, I think we were just, just kind of in a daze because you know with El Diablo, we just did that at a, in our a studio here in Sacramento, and we didn't know what we were doing. I mean, it was our first. Well, we put out an EP before that, but mm. it was like our first full length record. And, you know, we had these, I just, we'd written these songs fairly quickly in, in our practice spot. And then we just went and recorded it. And our goal was just to play, you know, the local club in Sacramento. That's all we really cared about. You know, we just got the opportunity to do a full length record. Yeah. And uh, we're like, well, let's, let's just, you know, put it out and see what happens. And, and then that record somehow, I don't know what, how it caught fire, but it did. Like it just spread everywhere. And then, you know, the Deftones took us out on tour and then that just, you know, got us on the magazines and stuff. So coming out of El Diablo, we were just like, well, you know, what do we, what do we do now? Like, I mean, we pretty much, <laughs> we already lived all our dreams. Like we toured the world with our best friends and like, we got, you know, like there's, <laughs> what do we do, you know? So, yeah. um, at the time we were sharing a practice spot with the Deftones of Sacramento. So, we would just go and they were actually on tour. I think, the around the, they were still doing around the fur tour. And then, um, they actually started writing white pony. So they were gone the whole time. And so we just started, uh, we just kind of took over their spot and we just went in there and just lived in that warehouse, just started just writing stuff. And I think our whole goal was like to do something a little different than El Diablo. Mm. And, uh, you know, we were really band. We were huge in the bands like Coalesce and Burge and like, you know, dead guy and stuff like that. So, you know, we were trying to like incorporate our, you know, influence from the El Diablo, but then kind of incorporate some new stuff too. So, you know, we started trying to write the most craziest, wacky stuff we could and um, didn't really think about how it would turn out on record. We just yeah. kind of just wrote it and then went recorded it. So um, we were in a good spot. We just, I don't know. I just didn't think we were just kind of just on this whole kick, like, like let's do something different and, have fun with it and if it if people don't like it no big deal we already just did whatever we our dreams were already made so it's like <laughs> you know we didn't we we never wanted to be rock stars it wasn't our thing you know yeah. we just kind of happily luckily found these little um gems or whatever um over the past couple of years for el diablo so we're just you know let's just go have fun and make a record and just do something different you know yeah. that's kind of the mindset at the time yeah, I mean, like I said, it's 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 my favorite album out of all of yours on that front, and and like I said, it hit me at that right time. I think just because I was blown away by you guys, um, like seeing you guys and hearing you guys on on El Diablo, and obviously seeing you um, with the Deftones at that show in London at the Astoria, uh, that's no longer a venue anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, but- <laughs> I know that was my favorite venue. That was my far my favorite venue. Yeah, no, definitely. I spent so many nights there; it was crazy um yeah but no i mean i love tracks like if she could uh if she could speak um and uh what was the other one uh oh, so many uh slopez slopez yeah 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 um and oh god uh muse was a good track as well um yeah i, I was just trying to re- reel them off now but no i mean that that whole album if you could like uh, I know you obviously went into this warehouse and you just like kind of like came out with it, which is what I love. It's like, there was no, there was no sort of expectation, I guess. I think that's probably what makes it like great for you guys. Yeah. Cause it's like, you've just done this thing and it's kind of blown up around you. Uh, and you followed it up with this album. And, and I mean, that album got plenty of like plaudits at the time as well. Um, especially over here. I think it was, um, it was in definitely in the top albums of the year for a lot of journalists. Um, mm-hmm. and obviously definitely for me as well. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's just, um, like, where was I going to go? Cause you kind of like, you know, cause you've already covered where it came, it kind of came from. It's really weird. I say, <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's a great album. I mean, what was the sort of like, um, like when you, when you sort of like thought of the sort of like, uh, cause I love the album artwork as well. And obviously the name, like the kind of radio and stuff, where did that sort of come from? 
Uh, that came from our, uh, well, the artwork came from our friend, Jeff, uh, gross. Um, he, he also did El Diablo, uh, okay. artwork too. And yeah, he just did those two records. Uh, just a good friend of ours. Lives, he lives in LA. He used, was from Sacramento, but he moved to LA and, uh, just a really good artist. And he, I don't even know if we came up with the radio idea first, or he came up with that picture. He mm-hmm. took the picture. And then brought it to us, and then uh, we came up with this whole idea of like, oh, let's kind of make it like a radio station, WHPN, and you know, throw static in here, and we put the national anthem at the end because what TVs used to go off air, they play the national anthem, stuff like that. So um, I don't know, we were just kind of always into concept kind of records and making them kind of like this cool one piece type thing. Yeah. Um, so I think that all came towards at the end when we were just kind of sitting back like oh what do you want to call it or what do you want to you know do and then he brought us that out artwork like oh this sounds that'd be kind of cool to title then it's like a radio station thing so mm-hmm. um but this band it's always very spontaneous and even i think more so that record probably more than any other record we've done that one was written and left as is like we didn't ah. put a lot of time like you know going over all the songs like we wrote those songs you know like maybe press record at practice and and we play once through it and listen back like, oh, it's good. And then just leave it at that. You know, it was very, I guess, more really organic record because we didn't, like the last two records, I spent a lot of time on them, like making sure everything sounds good. And yeah. I want this to go this and here to go here with that record. Just like, let's jam it and record it and leave it as is. So it's pretty raw and it's pretty organic. And it's, nice. uh, yeah, it's not, uh, it's not overthought at all. So that's probably why it came out the way it did. Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, it's, it's, I love it. You know, it's, I, I can't say any like any more words on that front. Um, well, let's talk about um, your follow-up set, which was Carpe Diem. Um, mm-hmm. Again, fantastic. I love the artwork on it. That kind of kind of uh, film artwork on there uh, with um, it was like the outline of the, the woman on there. I think it was. Yeah. It? Um, yeah. So yeah, take me back to that point because like obviously this point now you've kind of got the plaudits from. Um, obviously El Diablo and WHVN and then you kind of hit us with 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 Carpe Diem. Um what was what was the sort of momentum like with that at that point with you guys? How was it? Uh, it was good. I mean, the WHVN like it was just another whirlwind of like amazing things happened. I mean, we put that record out um I I mean, I'm kind of going behind the scenes here, <laughs> but crazy stories like I remember you know, we had just put the record out. We weren't sure what we were going to do you know we kind of we had an agent over in europe but you know we still were just not you know one of his mainstream bands whatever so um i remember one day i was like the record just came out and stefan from deftones came to my house we were hanging out my front porch and christian from fear factory called him on the phone and uh they were just talking and i overheard christian saying who are you guys going to take to europe and i was like hey tell him willhaven mm-hmm. and so stefan's like, hey why don't you take my boys willhaven to europe and christian's a guy uh, so Christian got on the phone with me that same, you know, right there. And then he's like, Hey, you guys want to go to Europe? I'm like, yeah, dude, let's do it. So nice. here we are. We're touring with fear factory across, you know, <laughs> England and, and, and Europe, like for a full European tour. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like we just happen to be just lucky enough to like be at the right place at the right time all the time. And then, um, we did a couple tours of Soulfly, And then, uh, I remember, uh, Gloria kind of started managing us in America for a little bit. And she called me at work one day and she's like, Hey, you won't believe this, but Slipknot wants to take you guys on tour with them. And I'm like, how do they even know who the hell we are? <laughs> so, so she's like, well, you got to be in Iowa two days. So like, you know, two, three days later, we're packing up the car and we're driving and doing a tour of Slipknot. So that was on WHBN tour. And yeah. so, I mean, it was just another like crazy year of just this stuff that I don't even know how, how we got it or if we deserved it. Like I don't, so when we got done with that, we're like, what the hell? Like, you know, let's just, I guess, just keep writing and see what happens. And uh, so I think coming into Carpe Diem, like, we had done some pretty big tours. And so we felt pretty seasoned and, like, more professional. Because yeah. WHVM, we, you know, we uh, we had done some fun tours with Deftones, but, you know, we were still kind of new newbies. So when Carpe Diem came around, we're like, okay, we have a lot of, like, miles under our belt, a lot of shows, a lot of, like, experience. So... We took a little more time with Carpe Diem, but we had this, you know, I, I did this podcast before and I was saying that 
El Diablo and WHBN are are very different records. You know, they're hard. They're not. I wouldn't call them mainstream records. They're more difficult to get into unless you're a hardcore fan or maybe a Neurosis fan, something like that. Maybe a little more easier. But yeah. for when we're touring with Slipknot or you know Soulfly, those kids they liked it, but I don't know if they fully got it. You know, so even Deftones fans, they they got it, but you know, it, it was took a special Deftones fan to like kind of really get into it. So when Carbidian came, like we need to add something to our arsenal that's a little more. You know, then we could play with bands like those bands and kids will kind of pick it up a little easier. So that's when we started, you know, writing a little more riffs um, and a little more song oriented songs because WHVN and Del Diablo, those aren't songs. Those are more just <laughs> just kind of like, you know, noises. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we started writing, I guess, more song type songs with Carby and stuff, you know, still different, but, you know, a little more catch, catchy, I guess. And so, um, we were just excited to get in, just kind of just start writing songs, you know, like three minute songs and, uh, try to like create something a little different than the first two records and something that we could just add to our arsenal, our live arsenal, mm. you know, cause we had like, you know, uh, stick up kid and I've seen my fave, but then, you know, when you like can add carpet DM to it and stuff like that, uh, saga, it's like, okay, we're, we're adding to our, our arsenal, you know, so when we go on stage, we have these, these great songs that we can play and, and blow the crowd away. So I think it was more of just, we were just adding stuff to our, our, you know, our army yeah. kind of more so. So we were excited to get and try to write some heavy stuff and, and, uh, and just see where, where it took us in the next record cycles. Cause the first two were just insane. Like I didn't, we didn't expect any of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and how, how did this one treat you then in the, in the sort of like the aftermath of releasing it? I was it was the best record we ever put out. I mean, it's. I mean, we we got lucky because um, doing a lot of those big tours, you know, we started detracting different agents and labels and stuff. And so, Music for Nations, I don't know if you remember them. Yep. Um, they picked us up uh, beginning of the WHVN record. They actually put that out, mm. and then they they full on put on Carpe Diem. Um, they took the reins and put that out, and they that record label is amazing. They were so good, yeah. such great people, Andy black and like Melanie and all those, and all those people over there are just amazing people. Like if you wanted to be on a record label, that's the label you wanted to be on. They were just, they took such good care of us and they made Will Haven a, a name in your, in the UK and Europe. Like they, they did everything they could for us. I mean, they put the video out. Um, luckily we got Chino in it. So mm. that helps, you know, <laughs> get some views, but <laughs> Uh, but they took that video and they ran with it and they put out singles and then they brought us over there for the Krang Awards. And then they put us on uh, any tour that we could like get on, you know, they tried to get us on. And, and so, you know, we, they got the cover of Krang, which is insane. I still got that, you know, framed in my house. Like nice. I can't believe we're on the cover of Krang. Like, Amazing. I mean, they, they went out for us and we got a new manager. We got tools manager at the time, Pete Reading, you know, they helped us get that. And it's like, I mean, it was just insane. Like we, did uh, Australia and Europe. And so, yeah, I just, I mean, every record site, which kept getting a little bigger and bigger, you know, not so much like we were making money off any of this. I mean, we never made a dime off the band, but yeah. just being <laughs> able to have the, the opportunities we had were just beyond money. I mean, just be able to tour with these bands and like do these things that, you know, that we never thought we would ever do. We thought we would just play a, our club in Sacramento, you know? Yeah. So, and it was just like this crazy whirlwind of like, okay, what's, I mean, every time I put a record, just something amazing happens. Like, okay, this is crazy. What is this? It doesn't make sense. You know? So we were in, and we were just super happy, you know, just in a good mood and having fun. And, and, uh, luckily we had the people behind us that cared about us and they were a family. So, you know, any other label, I don't know if it would have worked, but, we just happened to be on that label that just, they just loved us. They just, we were, they were family. And so they, anything we asked, they did and vice versa. So it just worked out perfectly. No, it's good. I've, I mean, I've heard good things. I, I think I know, I did know a few people that work there. Um, um, and, and it's one of those labels that kind of cared about that particular side of music. Um, it wasn't one that kind of like branched out into different sort of avenues of, 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 of like pop and everything like that. It was, it was a metal label when they looked after some of the sort of like classic bands as well. Um, like got initial releases off a lot of them. 
and then obviously mm-hmm. I'll do other things and obviously you guys as well um and and yeah no music for nations um i believe this kind of still around as a subsidiary of one of sony's many births um <laughs> or the, yeah. the, the well, it's a, it's the a funny is. story because it's uh they because after more no no before more say we'd kind of taken a break and we didn't know if we were going to keep if we were going to break up or keep going and we were just kind of on a hiatus and then uh, one of the one of the people contact me for Music for Nations, the, the newer version of it. I mean, all the old people are, are all gone now. Yeah. They don't work there anymore. And But uh, they, somebody had, they called me and said, hey, what's Willie been doing these days? I'm like, oh, we're not doing anything, really. And they're like, well, if you guys want to do a record, we'd love to you know, put it out for you guys. But like, whoa, okay. And of course, it's not the same people, but it was still Music for Nations. Yeah. But that actually lit the spark to get us to write Morte because we weren't going to do a record so okay so it's funny like years later just that name user nations made us be active again which is funny yeah but we didn't have good doing anything with them but they're the ones that kind of kicked us in the butt again <laughs> no that's good that's good i'm mean, obviously they, they 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 you know even if you've got new people working there they know like, yeah who you are and yeah you are interested yeah. and all that kind of stuff which is awesome yeah. um so going so going on from um carpe dm uh, obviously you guys went on you had a little bit of a break in between the next album i believe was it between that and the yeah and- so you know of course band stuff is always crazy so yeah. we actually our original drummer wayne had left right during carpe diem writing process um, so we had a scrounge to find a new drummer. Um, we had a couple of replacement drummers come in and do some stuff. And then, then we finally picked up Mitch. Um, funny story on Mitch is that he had come to me a while ago and said, if you guys need a drummer, I'm in. And, and we had actually gotten Chris from far, um, to play drums for a little bit. And then my friend Dave played on the record, some of the record. And then, um, but Dave did, couldn't tour and Chris, Chris couldn't tour either. So, we had a tour coming up and we didn't have a drummer. So I was like, uh, last minute, I'm going to call Mitch. <laughs> so I called Mitch. I, I didn't really know Mitch. I knew him a little bit, but not enough, you know, but I called him up and said, Hey, we got a tour. Would you would do the tour with us? And he's like, I'm in. So we went on tour with us and then he just became, you know, part of the family, right? He clicked us right away. And nice. so he came in and finished recording Carby Diem with us. Okay. And then, uh, and then he ended up just staying in the band since then. Um, but then, you know, we did a lot of touring Carpe Diem and um, Grady kind of got burnt out a little bit on it. And he had just started having, you know, he had his first kid around that time okay. and um, was just kind of more interested in just raising a family. Yeah. And like I said, we never, we never made money at this band. Like we've lost, I mean, I, it makes me sick my stomach how much money we've put into this band. But um, <laughs> I know. It's so right. for him, it's for him, it's. <laughs> Yeah, for him it's not. It wasn't feasible, so we basically just called it a day. I mean, we quit. We had we played our last show in Sacramento. Um, that the video that we put out, the home video we put out, that yeah. was the last show we ever played. Uh, well, foreign films. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we yeah, we just took a break, and then we started uh, Ghost Ride, a side band of ours, and yeah. another band called uh, Bombardier and Sloth, and so we had other projects going on. And so it was a couple of years, I think, that we didn't do anything, and then. Uh, uh, I don't know how we even got back together, <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, we did. We kind of, and then we did start jamming, and then Grady had like started jam with us, and then he left, yeah. and so right in the middle of the Hierophant, Grady had left. So we asked me, got Jeff Jaworski to sing on that record. Kind of, I mean, he saved our life. I mean, that record was pretty much done, and we didn't have a singer, so Jeff came in and did it. Nice, um, but that was a fun record because we stayed it. Sean's or I stayed at Chino's house, but recorded Sean's house nice. uh, from far Lopez. And uh, that was a fun experience, even though it was tumultuous, like trying to find a singer, but the experience itself was a lot of fun. So, um, and then after that, we just kind of just kind of just kept it on the back burner because we didn't know, you know, what we were going to do. And then yeah. eventually Grady did come back and then we did our last few records with Grady. So, you know, being in a band, it's, it's hard. It's, it it's chaos, you know, and trying to keep everybody happy all the time is, is, is funny, but, um, 
but we've we've persevered and we're still here so yeah no doubt I mean, that's, uh, just testament to you know you know what your you, your passion if you will and and you want to continue yeah, yeah. that um and another band like you mentioned there with far um absolutely love that but again i saw them with deftones uh they brought them over mm-hmm. into europe and again at the astoria yeah. another band yeah. like uh was it tin cups yeah, I, was actually, I was on that tour actually oh, <laughs> I, was, really? I was tagging for i was tagging for far at the time oh okay cool well, I, may have, yeah. I may have seen you from the side um but no yeah. it's like uh was it tin cups the strings to you i think it was was mm-hmm. was the album and there was another album uh is it water and solutions yep so uh, yeah uh fantastic albums like oh yeah like, amazing just... and it was cool is because i mean i've there's a you know we have a small circle of friends in sacramento it was pretty much us deftones and far and hmm. i ended up moving in with sean in 92 and far was just kind of just beginning bigger on the local scene and uh but I, you know, I, I'm known, I'm known far since about their first demo. So watching them grow from their first demo to Water Solutions was such an amazing experience. And just, you know, I used to go to all the shows with them. I used to tech for Sean and mm. and stuff like that. So being able to see, and that was one thing I loved about going out of town and watching Far Deftones because I mean, we'd always they'd always play Sacramento, but you know, I'd go to them when they play San Francisco or go to LA, and I'd just see be in the crowd and I would love to sit back and just watch people seeing them for the first time because yeah. I knew them but watching people go oh my god what am I watching right now because they were amazing back then both bands were yeah and so I just love being the, that guy in the crowd like alright you guys are going to see some you guys are see some <laughs> shit right now you know and uh, I used to love that I used to love seeing that so seeing them get the the props they deserved you know um, not I mean Far should have got way more than they got but yeah, I mean seeing the Death Thumbs explode was awesome but you know Far was the band that I always like just thought like they were going to wait be way bigger than they were and they just never got that that jump that you know, everybody else got but yeah. yeah it was uh amazing musicians amazing people but i was always just so glad i was around them and being able to watch them grow was just is awesome no that's great i mean obviously having the sort of like the like you say the sort of home turf that you have i mean i mean talking of deftones um they're responsible for me seeing you guys uh they mm-hmm. brought you over they're responsible for me seeing far um, mm-hmm. And I've followed the Deftones since Adrenaline. Um, cause mm-hmm. It was like the first track I heard was on like MTV. It was their video for Bored. Um, yeah. And 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 my friends sort of had the album and and just sort of got me into this whole the, the whole sort of like what became new metal at the time. So it was like Corn, Incubus, you know, all those sort of bands that kind of rose at the same time. Um, but then a couple of years ago, in when I was living in Florida, um, Incubus <laughs> were touring with Deftones, which was absolutely amazing they're playing like amphitheater shows which is ridiculous but it's like yeah because yeah, i've seen them in yeah. t- tiny venues um but yeah just sort of seeing that and seeing the evolution of of deftones to this point and of incubus as well for that matter because i saw them back in back in the day of uh enjoy and um uh science and things like that that those albums uh they're a very different animal now uh whereas deftones yeah. kind of they're a different animal but they're kind of still within that kind of heavy heavy sort of side of things if that makes sense heavy and experimental yeah i mean it's it's funny because i mean i've known to know the guys my whole life but that's one band that i i don't ask to hear anything before the record comes out like you know i could call up babe and like, here's your stuff but i don't i want to hear it when it's done and i always get super excited when i hear they're writing new stuff because i have no idea i've known these guys for 30 years i have no idea what it's going to sound like and I love that, you know, and I know these guys really well and I would expect to know what kind of they might sound like, but I have no idea every time they're like, Abe's like, I know, write a new record. I'm like, okay, I have no idea if you guys are going to go soft, you're going to go hard, you're going to mix it too. Like, but it's exciting to me because like, it's, I know it's going to be good and I don't know what it's going to sound like. And I always love that about them. You know, every record has been like that. And, uh, their new record, like I, I think it's my favorite. Yeah. I mean, I love their new record homes. Like I, I didn't know what to expect, you know, coming into that. And then when I heard it for the first time, I sat down and listened to the whole thing. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, they've mixed the two so well, like heavy, but still melodic and dark. And then Chino's vocals, I think, are just killer on the new record. So, Definitely. yeah, it's like I'm, I'm amazed every time, you know. I'm just like, they're one of my favorite bands. You know, they're good friends of mine, but they're still like, if I wasn't friends with them, I would still love that band, you know, as yeah. much as I do now. No, I mean that like I could I could talk about them for hours. 
I really yeah, me too. <laughs> like, like, I've, like the other type saw them in Florida as well, a smaller venue, but outdoor venue, and their periphery is their support as well, which was amazing. It was the first time I saw Periphery live, um, mm-hmm. and again, a fantastic. They, they have this real knack of taking really good bands with them. So, <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I love them about them too is that they've always, you know, and I think it's been a, a, it's hurt them a little bit because they've been offered. I mean, I've seen some of the tours they've been offered, and they've turned them down you know, and stuff that could have blown them up. And they're like, no, nah, we don't want to do that. We do, the, we do our own thing. Nice. And then they'll take out somebody you don't even know, yeah. you know, so that, I mean, the ticket sales aren't as good. I mean, when they took us out, that was, that was a big deal because they, around the fur just come out. It was their first year, you know, European tour. Hmm. And they went over there far, but this was their second time they've been over there on their own. Yeah. And so you would think they would take out a band that would, they want to sell these venues out, you know, and because they weren't sure if they were going to or not. And so they're going to take out us. No one knows who the hell we are. <laughs> I mean, we're not even known in California at the time, you know, in Sacramento <laughs> a little bit, but not even in California. They're taking us to Europe. Like <laughs> what yeah. are you doing? And so that was just kind of the people they are. Like, we don't care. We want to take our friends and we want to take up bands that are good that we like. You know, we don't care if we sell out the venue or not. You know, fortunately, most of the shows did sell out. So it helped, you know, that yeah. it, it wasn't such a backlash um, from their agents and stuff. But, like, that's what they do. They just take out bands. And I've, I've discovered bands from them that I would have never known if they had not mentioned it or taken them out. Like, they took out Code, Code Orange oh, yeah. before, yeah. Anybody knew, before they knew who they were, you know. So, I mean, that's just, they're just in, I mean, Chino's so entrenched in music and new music and he's always staying up with bands and, and new trends and stuff. And I give him props for that. You know, he's, he does his homework, you know, and so does Stefan. And so, um, they have a knack for like finding really cool openers, which a lot of bands don't, they'll just package together and like, oh, let's go out and, you know, make tons of money. They're not like that. Like they just go out, have fun and make sure that the whole time you're there, you're hearing good music or new music, you know, and that, yeah. I, that's it's pretty rare in the business right now, which is cool. It is indeed. It is indeed. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, it's like I say, I've noticed with like Chino and stuff, he did a bunch of like live streams over the lockdown and things. And I know mm-hmm. he's very much into his kind of experimental kind of electronic music and stuff. Yeah. Um, yes. From stuff he's released previously. Um, and that's always cool. I mean, they obviously did the reissue of um, uh, white pony uh, last year yes. as well with the remixes, which was amazing. Those remixes, they got some absolute fucking top, top, like, producers on that as well um yeah which was great um but yeah no love that band love that band <laughs> yeah, i do too i love them for many different reasons but i mean their music is 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 uh pretty special you know i i mean i don't i've taken a lot of influences from them you know of course growing up with them and stuff i mean it always been a huge influence on me but you know personally they they're they're them as people is, is are amazing as their music i mean they're just good good solid people and uh yeah i love those guys for many many reasons but their music is inspiring yeah awesome no that's good to know yeah. that they're nice guys <laughs> never, yeah. never there's, only, there's a few there's a, only a few bands that are just like you know yeah just great i mean the whole band great people you know and they're one of them awesome awesome um well, let's, yeah. let's bring it back to you guys if you don't mind on that front i'm, I'm yeah. going to the next album if you don't mind the your uh your dear your dire Oh, yeah, Bordire. Uh-huh. Sorry, I, I pronunciation <laughs> isn't my thing. I don't uh, either. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, take us back to that time because obviously you guys have been um, obviously been away, and then uh, obviously Grady had been in and out, and now he was back with this album. Is that right? Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you were you were releasing through uh, Belia Brothers, correct? Yeah, um, which at the time had oh they, they had quite a few bands: they had Skindred, I believe, um, Soil. Uh, a few bands i know it was like one of the it was the belly brothers the guy who's in uh, is it saigon kicks and yeah jason jason yeah, Bieler, jason, yeah. and his yeah. brother yeah um, yeah it was that skin dread is actually the one who got us the, the record deal oh wow um yeah so we 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 became skin, friends skin dread and actually they opened up for us on some of whbn like we did some headlining shows in england and we took yeah. them with us because i knew benji a little bit from dub war and stuff and cool and uh skinhead just or skin dread just started uh starting out so we they opened up for us on a few shows and so we became really good friends with them um still this day i talk to them all the time nice and they called me out of the blue and said hey you know uh i was talking to Beeler brothers about you guys so you guys are interested and I'm like yeah so i talked to jason and ended up doing two records with them so that was really cool i mean for skindred to look out for us that was awesome so yeah. um because we didn't have anything at the time we were just kind of just in you know just uh hanging out in hiatus state or you know what we normally do so 
it's funny we have people come out and like, what are you guys doing? Let's do, you know, you guys should do something here, you know? So, um, so yeah, we did that with, with, with Beeler and that was, that was good. I mean, Jason, they were a good company and, um, they did some cool stuff for us, but yeah, I mean, actually personally, I love that record a lot. Um, yeah. it was a fun record to make. Um, but it was, it was, I always loved moody kind of darker stuff. And it seemed like that record, definitely fit my vibe a little more it was heavy but it was really dark it was more of a movie soundtrack kind of vibe to it and uh that was always something i always wanted to try to accomplish in our music so that was pretty the one i was like closest to it and uh and uh yeah it came out great i had had a good time with that record we didn't really do much touring wise on that record We, we did like one show in london and a couple other things but you know we didn't really do much on that record so um but our bass player had left at that time too so we were looking for a bass player Fair enough. <laughs> uh, he, moved, he moved to Texas. Yeah, he moved to Texas. So we had a couple of people filling in for that, and then uh, yeah, it was just, so we didn't do too much. But I mean, I love the record. It was, awesome. it was a great record. Yeah. Awesome. And then and then a few years after that as well, um, you released Mirte. Like you already mentioned, you were kind of in again hiatus and um, kind of got a spark of I guess inspiration, like you said, from from like Music for Nations and things like that. And mm-hmm. and how was that album for you guys? Because I mean, it's a solid album. Like, you know, it was yeah, sort of I, like, you know, it was Will Haven, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I think that, I mean, the, the whole spark was that, uh, you know, when Music Nations called, you know, like, hey, you guys want to do something? You're like, yeah, let's, and then that kind of got us, like, thinking, let's just go, you know, write a new record. Why not, you know? So I'd make sure everybody was on board still. And so we started writing, and uh, we actually had a lot of stuff that we had kind of, me and the, bass player and drummer Mitch, we had kind of just screwed around and, and made noise, whatever. So we had a bunch of stuff recorded, but it wasn't really Will Haven y kind of stuff. It was more just kind of Pink Floyd y weird stuff. Mm-hmm. And and so I started going through demos and like, you know what, I can take some of this stuff and incorporate it into some Will Haven uh, music, I think. So it took me about a year to like kind of mesh the two together um and make it kind of cohesive. But the main goal was to kinda kinda go back to our roots a little bit and kind of make it more yeah more you know whbn-ish kind of el diablo-ish kind of stuff um not so blatant but you know more more kind of vintage willhaven yes um the more the lower down tune stuff we had done and uh and that came out great when i when we were done recording i was like this is a this is a great record i think it's a great record for us to put out right now because you know it kind of puts us back to where we were and kind of the more original Haven sound. So, um, so yeah, I was, I was happy with it. I was totally happy with it. Um, it's one of my favorite, more of my favorite records that we put out. So, uh, yeah, it was fun. I mean, we, and then we did a lot of, a lot of cool stuff with that record. We put a, a video out. Um, we toured quite a bit on it. Like I said, 2019, we were all over the place. Most, probably most touring we've done in a long time. Um, and uh, so we had a, it was a great year for us, you know. And I thought, you know, like okay, things are starting to pick up, and look we'll another record out and go to download, and then and all COVID hit and <laughs> just put a wrench in the whole thing. But yeah. at least we got a great year of like really fun touring in and some really good shows. So awesome, that was awesome. nice. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it, it's a good album. I, I I did enjoy that one. Um, and I unfortunately I missed your London show. It was at the two two nine, I think it was or something. Oh, two two nine, yeah, that yeah. was fun. Yeah, um, I th- I can't yeah. remember what I was doing that night, but I couldn't make it. I really wanted to. Um, and, yeah. but unfortunately make it as things happen um but no then i was hoping you would do a couple of dates around download as well um initially i don't know if that was the initial plan or you were just coming over do download and then the rest of the european yeah we well the first download we were actually trying to do some off one-off shows with deftones and because they had the 2020 download i guess what it would end um they were going to do some some one-off shows in london i see kind of secret shows whatever and we were going to open up for those so i was like this that's gonna be you know we were trying to get on those but um that would have been amazing you know it yeah. kind of been like 1997 all over again you know so we were excited about that and that didn't happen and then and then that the, the this year we were going to do a couple more not i don't think with them because they were doing some other festivals but mm-hmm. we we're going to try to do some other stuff but then yeah of course yep. if you don't get down low then you can't really do anything else around that so yeah, yeah we just kind of scrapped it all so we'll have to see what the future holds but um yeah, we were going to try to do one since we're over there and do some other stuff as well. So cool. we'll see what happens. Cool. Well, I'll definitely be there um, <laughs> in one way or another. Awesome. Um, but yeah, yeah what's well, so, like, obviously with this, like the, the plans of the new album you've got coming out, I know we talked about it at the beginning. 
um are you still looking for people to kind of do those sounds and stuff for you or are you have you got enough now to kind of go on with what you've you know what you've been creating it's funny yeah because like i just had this idea i don't know if anybody's um you know the the end of sergeant peppers um when you know the very last note on the record is that piano thing that they all did yeah and there was always a rumor going around that like it was a bunch of different musicians that like it was uh people from the you know queen whatever it was like all these musicians hit that one note at the same time. But I think that's a rumor. I think that's not true. But I always, when I was a kid, I was like, that's so cool that they, they had all these musicians play one note. And so I was, I was just, you know, sitting there when I was writing a new record, like that'd be kind of cool. It was, it was more fans and it was like getting just random musicians. So as a feeler, I just put it out there saying, if anyone wants to submit, you know, a, a certain or a note, you know, just record a note, send it to me and I'll try to piece it into a song. And then, um, and then, uh, you know, I only thought, you know, a couple people responded or whatever. <laughs> and then I ended up getting like 200 emails from like people <laughs> just sending G sharp. But what's cool is that people had played it on guitar. Some people put it on like, a harmonica, some on a piano, some on nice. a banjo. It was like all these different instruments. And it was rad. And then I was able to kind of morph it all together to make it sound like one note. And, um, initial thought was to be the last song the last note on the record because with Will Haven, you don't know if it's going to be, you know, our last record or not. And yeah. so I was like, if this is going to be our last record, it'd be kind of cool if the fans were the last note yeah. to play on a Will Haven record. Um, so that was the initial thought. And so I put it all together and put it on the song, the last song, but then um, we've had this time off or, you know, we've had this time to like, you know, listen to the record. I've actually put that song as the first song. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and so that that's still on there. Nice. And, but it opens the record, which is really cool. So instead of being the last note, they actually be the, the ending note of the first song. Nice. But it, it turned out really cool. But yeah, I've already mixed, we've already mixed it. Um, and it's already on the record. So, um, yeah, no more submissions yeah. that we've got all that we needed, <laughs> but it turned out awesome. Like I, I wasn't expecting that many submissions and it took me forever to put it all together, but we got it. And That's awesome. It came out rad and it adds to the record because this record is, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. It's heavy, but it's, it's, it's weird and different. And it's, it's not, it's only the record you got to put on and it's a journey. Like it's not like Morte was more song oriented. Yeah. You know, it was like more, more songs. This one's not, it just one's just like, it's just about 45 minutes of chaos and just, but it, it has peaks and valleys and, um, I love it. I love this record a lot. Awesome. I can't wait till it's done, but, um, but yeah, it's like stuff like that we put in there, you know, it just adds to it. So, That's but awesome. it's, it's on there and it's cool. I love it. I'm glad cool. it's a great idea. <laughs> I look forward to hearing it. Honestly. Um, it's that, I mean, I obviously I look forward to hearing your music regardless, but that sounds great. Like just having the fans to kind of, you know, play those notes for you and then you just construct something out of it, which is, uh, yeah, sounds awesome. Yeah. It's, I, was, <laughs> I mean, the whole BL thing was just the idea of it. And I was kind of cool if you know, the fans did it. Cause now with like, you know, pro tools and garage band, I mean, you could easily submit something to somebody over the internet and it's not even that, you know, big of a deal. So I figured, well, if we can do that, then, you know, like we can make it happen. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I've always wanted like the fans to be a bigger part of the band, you know, especially our band, because we're not, mainstream we're a full-on cult band you know like we're we're probably one of the most underground cult <laughs> bands you can you could think of you know like we're we're in that scene of like you know where it's like you got to dig to find us and i love that though i love that we're underground cult band it makes uh, to me that makes us cool you know so Definitely. um so when fans are more part of that you know, that means more to me, you know, they can actually be a part of this than just like, just some band you can't talk to or, you know, reach or whatever, you know, I was, when I was a kid, I was a fan of Motley Crue. And I was like, I didn't think those guys even really existed. You know, I just thought they were just made up characters. Like yeah. they're just this mystery thing, you know, but you know, a cult band, you can feel, you can grab them, you can touch them, you can talk to them, you can, you know, you know, they're more a part of your life, you know? Yeah. No, that's so that, I, yeah. So I love when fans are more part of what we do you know that's awesome that's awesome yeah. well jeff i've got a couple of quick questions left for you if that's all right just yeah. uh, to sort of no, wrap things good. up if that's all right but um what i'd like to know uh these are more about your sort of like musical history influence wise and everything um but apart from your sort of say top 10 
uh, which uh-huh. you know you probably normally get asked, you know, what top album and stuff like that. What I want to find out outside that top ten, what are your honourable mentions? If you could name a couple of albums that don't quite make it into that top ten, but were kind of really influential. Ooh, some obscure ones, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, see, uh, it's kind of hard. Exactly. I mean, I think you know, hardcore bands i think like uh like all those bloodlet records huge influence on me i mean it's be close to my top 10 but like i mean i have to like give a lot of it to the early like hardcore stuff that mm. kind of form Willhaven, you know like earth crisis and bloodlet and snapcase nice um stuff like that and then you know uh cattle corpse is a huge influence on me um yeah, and then you know, but then you have like I love band. I mean, I love Sunday Day Real Estate, and you know Jeremy Enoch, and you know, of course Radiohead be in my top ten, but like you know Radiohead, I think OK Computers one was huge influence on me. Um, I mean, the biggest influence on me ever has been Pink Floyd. That's yeah. you know my top band, but a lot of people you know go to the Dark Side of the Moon and, and the Wall, but like I love like uh, Momentary Lapse Reason and Division Bell stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, like those are, you know, not people's top picks when they think of Pink Floyd, but they're they're mine, you know, because that's what I grew up on. That's when I saw them live, when those records, and um, you know, of course, Sepultura, um, and then you know, I mean, like, but even like Far and, and Deftones and and the bands from Sacramento that were huge influences on me too that no one ever heard of. Um, and then we had you know me and Sean from Far had our own band called Sock. Um, that was pre Willhaven, and that was like that was probably our biggest influence on Willhaven was was that. Nice. Um, <laughs> and, and neurosis, and you know, I don't know. It's uh, growing up in the '90s. It was just like this whole just hodgepodge of music, man. It's like yeah. Close my door. Um, <laughs> there was so there's so many bands, so many influences. You know, I, I mean, I'm, one day I'm listening to Neurosis, the next day I'm listening to like you know Radiohead. It's like yeah. it was just it, Faith No More and Mr. B- I mean Mr. Bungle. I, I, it's probably my favorite record of all time. It's the first Mr. Bungle record. Yeah. So it's like they're just it's just so different, you know. And you don't have that today, where you don't have that that library of music you go up to and just pick one. And, oh, this is this, this is it. You know, it's like. I don't know. It was the nineties was just a, a melting pot of everything. And you can grab influences from everything, you know, and just make your own dish of, of just whatever you wanted. You know, I mean, yeah. Deftones are, are guilty of that. I mean, it's like they, they're heavy, but then like, they're not heavy, you know, and it's, it's, they're not one genre, you know, and that's what William to me was, I never wanted to be one genre. I wanted to be just, just this big wall of noise yeah. that was like an emotional roller coaster, you know? So I don't know. I have a, a million different influences, you know, and I have my major ones, but then like even my, my offshoot ones are still major to me. So I don't even know <laughs> if somebody asked me a top 10, I couldn't give you a top 10. I have no idea. Cause okay. I love so many records. If you name my face, the faith, no more angel dust. Like, Oh, that's my favorite. Like, Oh wait, but Mr. Mungle's my favorite. Oh wait, but you know, roots yeah. is my, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's so hard. Yeah. No, I mean, it's some absolute like great like bands you mentioned then uh like uh, like early hardcore stuff i was very much into so things like earth crisis snapcase uh bands like vision of disorder um dead dead guy i mean like yeah yeah and and i mean that whole that whole victory catalog is i mean amazing i mean yeah. there wasn't a one band on there you know even the revelation our, our the record we were on like you had inside out I mean, Inside Out's one of my biggest influences, like still to this day, you know, yeah. and bands like Undertow and like, yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy how many amazing bands there were back then. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it was, yeah, it was a good, time. it was a good time for music. Um, and also going back further than that, obviously with like Pink Floyd and stuff, um, huge sort of like thing in my life because my dad was very much into them. Um, and I, I love them as well. And, and, and yeah, beyond sort of dark side, beyond, you know, that sort of side of things as well. And just, sort of yeah just one of those bands that just kind of did what they did you know and people listened rather than you know pandered to what people wanted if that made sense um, well for, for, yeah for me it was a little different because you know i you know i knew when i was growing up you know i heard you know the singles whatever on the radio i didn't really pay much attention to them but you, know, you hear like you know another brick in the wall whatever yeah and then i was able to get tickets to see them when i was a freshman in high school a momentary lapse reason tour 
Yeah. And, you know, I, I knew one song. I knew another brick in the wall. It's the only song I kind of knew on the radio. And then when I saw that show, that changed my life. Like, I didn't know many songs they played that night, but the show yeah. and the sound and the visuals and, like, the power they had, I was like, oh, my God, I've never seen anything like this in my life. And then I was after that, I was hooked. Like, yeah. That, I mean, that, that band that band destroyed me that night, you know? Yeah. And I wasn't even high. I wasn't even, I wasn't even smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like my, the, the stories my dad used to tell because he saw them live many times back in the sort of like 60s 70s sort of era and and the way that they were constructing obviously the show itself but that like you say the sound they had like in the shows that he saw that that quadraphonic sound which was mm-hmm, yep. an anomaly it was like they had like you know noises like bees going around everyone everyone's like looking around it was like being in the cinema today which is sort of like commonplace yeah. Um, but back then he just said it, it just blew his mind. It was just one of those things where they were just, they were just manipulating all these things. And, and, and it was just like one of the, it was just like, just, just all the senses were kind of like, you know, just bombarded with, with different things. Well, I think that's why I love him so much is that they actually, they cared, you know, they took, they took every little detail they could make an experience of watching live music to the extreme you know like with yeah. the videos and the the lights and the lasers like they didn't just go up there and then they could have went there and just played their hits and people were like yeah. oh i love them but like they took that experience to a whole i mean it's like thx and movie theaters like they took it to a whole nother level and still no one to this day has like been able to touch it you know yeah and that's what i love is their attention to detail and like their passion for it and they care like i mean it, it, i've watched i didn't i didn't see roger waters the wall tour that he had done but i watched i just watched the video of it and the video of it is insane like mm. the attention to detail that he took on that tour i'm like holy crap dude like that must have been mind-blowing through there you know yeah. and that's how a live show should be it should be just like you should be go there and just come out just just mentally just screwed up you yep. know yep definitely definitely yeah. <laughs> uh, well i've got one more question left for you um yep. and then i'll let you get on with the rest of your day which is uh it should be all right. Um, so what are your um, what are your hobbies away from music? So when you're not doing Will Haven, when you're not doing any of your other sort of like musical side projects or anything like that, what do you kind of do to sort of, you know, separate from it if you need to? Yeah, and I, I'm, maybe I'm a little blamed to why William takes hiatus. It's like I, I have a million hobbies that I've grown up doing. Like I think uh, during some of the time of the William Haidus, I race motorcycles like motocross and yeah. I actually race speedway too, which I know is big over in Europe. Yeah. Um, we have it here in America and I was racing speedway for a while and motocross. And then I go, I surf. Um, I'm trying to move the ocean eventually. I just want to be a hippie surfer the rest of my life. That's my goal. <laughs> um, I play a lot of golf. Um, uh, swim. I do swim laps every day. Keeps me in shape. Great exercise. Um, so yeah, I mean, I got, tons i got two dogs that i walk miles every day you know nice. <laughs> but that kind of takes a lot of time That's um awesome. but yeah and I, i've just been just like more extreme sports you know like motocross and and uh, surfing and stuff like that and um so yeah i mean that's i mean my hobbies take up a lot of my time and so when i'm not doing well even i go full on into those things and that takes up a lot of my time so when i'm not doing music i'm still okay you know i'm still not like tripping out and like you know going what are we doing i need to play now music i mean william is just another hobby for us and so i just kind of add to my list of stuff i love to do so it's not so much my bread and butter um i love music i love playing music i grew up in it and um but it's not like it's not my total adrenaline adrenaline rush you know i get it from other places so um so yeah i got tons of hobbies and i love them all just as much as i love playing music so uh, I get, I feel pretty blessed to like have that much passion for stuff, you know, in life, you know, it's kept me happy and kept me healthy. And, um, I feel blessed, man. I totally that's feel good. blessed to be able to, to have love for a lot of different things, no, you know, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not great at them, but I love them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm very much the same. I've got, I've got like 101 sort of like hobbies, like when I'm not like, say, I mean, I DJ is my main sort of like musical outlet these days, but um no i'm looking at my golf clubs right now they're right there i play golf nice um awesome i've got my own dog you know we take her for walks and stuff and all that i've got kids and all that so it's just sort of you know and i i I get involved in little like nerdy stuff like little miniature painting uh war gaming type stuff um 
you know um and and you know i always, I always say that's the key to life now is passion man it's like yeah. to wait to remain happy in life is like you find a passion and just go for it go have fun with it you know don't you know, I don't think you're going to be a master at because I mean, I've been surfing my whole life and I still can't master, you know, 10 foot waves and I can't jump the crazy jumps, my dirt bike, but I'm, I'm having fun, man. Like, yeah, I'm having a blast, you know? So it's like find a passion and just like go with it and have fun with it and you'll be happy for a long time, you yeah. know? No, that is exactly it. That is exactly yeah. it. And I think on yeah. that note, we're going to leave it there. I think, I think that's a perfect note to leave it on. Um, awesome. but uh jeff thank you very much man i really appreciate wow, the time you spent with me today and um i look forward to hearing more will haven in the future um and hopefully see you guys over here once we're kind of the world is open if you will yeah, um i'd love to man I mean, england's uh, england's our home man it's like uh, we that's where our fan base is we love it there i mean it's my favorite place to play like i said a story is my favorite venue in the whole world to play and i'm so sad i mean I'm, to this day i still get bummed that it's gone but yeah, I, I can't it. wait to come back and play and, and have fun and, and be over there. Yeah. No. I, miss you, I miss you guys lots. Awesome. <laughs> well, Jeff, have a good rest of your day, man. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You too, man. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for everything. Appreciate it. <laughs>